Hello, and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Uh, you all watching Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> no. <laughs> Only the clips of Jojo Siwa. Well, that's where I was going. So I, I've never watched the show, like, on television. Yeah, me either. Is it, I don't have is cable. It, does it, like, air at a time? It's not streaming. It airs no. at a time on regular TV. Yeah. I don't watch that, but um, uh, my I have been forced to watch all the YouTube videos of JoJo Siwa's numbers because my children love JoJo Siwa. Of course. And I have to say, I very much enjoy all these dance numbers. They're very good. Um, I, I especially enjoyed the uh, Descendants one. Yes. Oh, Oh, that was big. That was because big. Uh, Disney's Descendants, which you may be familiar with, is <laughs> or if you don't have small you children, probably not. I only the, am because of your small children. The story of the redemption of the Disney villains' children. Yeah, which is really now okay. It's a story about how you can't judge some like. Oh my god! It's a story that uh, good people are not. People who are supposed to be good are not always good, and people who are supposed to be bad are not always bad. And how you just can't like people are more complex. It's a very touching. So story. it's like into the woods. <laughs> yeah, but like people don't die because it's like a well, Disney it's a Disney movie. Thing. <laughs> but into the woods for kids. People do get like turned into stone and stuff, but they all come back. Of like course, they're right. all fine at the end. Um, but yes, JoJo and her partner Jenna who is a dancer. This was very confusing to me because I knew that Jojo Siwa was a dancer before she became pop sensation yes. Jojo Siwa. But she's the celebrity. she's the celebrity. She's not the dancer. Jenna, I don't know this person's last name, is the dancer. Yeah, a lot of people, which it was controversial for like two seconds that she was dancing with another woman because that's never happened before. Usually it's, you know... A, a man and a woman mm-hmm. couple has like been the long, long history of dancing with the stars. And apparently Jojo was like, actually, no, that's, I want to dance with a woman. Mm-hmm. So she is, which is great. But uh, for a second, people were upset about that. And then people realized that she is in fact, a very professionally trained dancer and has been her entire life. And then people became more upset about the fact that they were <laughs> like, well, this doesn't seem fair. I thought it was like, people can't dance. So we got to see who can dance the best after learning how to dance. She just already knows how to dance. This is two professional dancers dancing together. Is this a serious competition? Is that, are there, are there high stakes? What, what is, what is I the mean, concern get, here? You get a good amount of money, right? Do you get money or is it just a trophy? I mean, cause they're celebrities. So usually yeah. if, Usually if it's a celebrity competition, if there's money involved, it's like a charitable thing, you know? So I don't, I would doubt they actually make, because that would be a weird vibe, like celebrities competing for money. Yeah. Unless it's a charity thing. But do the dancers get money? Now that I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I have never watched the actual show. I just watched clips of it on YouTube. (laughs) Um. The one where Jojo is the prince from Cinderella and her partner is Cinderella is gorgeous. Girls I, I, love that one, too. I love seeing Jojo Siwa do those lifts. Yeah. Like it's, like Jojo's it's tall, too. Yeah. yeah. She's very tall. Um, but yes, the we have watched, and I, I thoroughly enjoy them. Now, the, uh, Cooper makes me act them out with her. Mm. I can't dance. Um, and even more, she wants to be Jojo. In all of them. 
and like she can't like lift me. <laughs> so <laughs> no way. <laughs> I can I it just doesn't but I keep trying and she yells at me for doing it wrong. <laughs> the nature of our relationship so just an update i did look this up because i was curious you don't win money but the pay you get for being on the show as a celebrity goes up each week that you are there mm. so like you start out making like this many thousand dollars per episode and then if you make it past these weeks it goes up to this much and then if you win you get like an extra bonus of like this much money so and the dancers i think it's the same incentive for them the the uh, professionals for the dancers, I mean, I hope that they're that they're paid enough that it's not this too much consequential that we've got a, a girl that has some professional dance training. Like, I, I hope that, you know, it's for entertainment value and not, oh, no, these celebrities really need these extra thousands of dollars. I mean, they do make them train for 20 hours at least a week, apparently. They, I mean, it look... I- I think it's intense. I don't, but I mean, it seems like more intense of a competition than I would have guessed. I have not watched any of the other couples' routines, so I can't. I know that Brian Austin Green is one of the other celebrities Mm. because I saw one of the YouTube videos was titled that. Mm -hmm. That is literally all I know. And I I think Tyra Banks is involved. She's the host. Okay. Because she's on all the YouTube videos. She's the host. Every YouTube video ends with Tyra sitting there going, Thank you for watching Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) I'm like, Okay, Tyra. But uh, there's a boy from The Bachelorette on there. Is also. there? That's, See, I, I know that. I, I would not know most of the celebrities, I feel. But uh, but the only context I have is this. And it I was not like watching them. I don't know that you could if you didn't know who either of those people were, Jojo or Jenna, you would not know which one is the professional dancer. No. They both look like professional dancers. Yeah. And they so. always get the high scores from, well, what I can, I mean, from what I've read. They get the high scores. Yeah, I know. I've never watched the judging portion. Yeah. I just watch the dance. But like, but I mean, it's great. It's great to watch. It's they're incredibly talented. The I costumes are cool. <laughs> Jojo's got great looks. Hmm. Yep. Yep. I love. I love all the costuming and theming. I'm just saying. You love Jojo. I. I mean, I do like Jojo. See why? I, I do. think she's a great. Yeah. She's a great. <laughs> Role model. I love if my kids have to be obsessed with a celebrity right now. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you could do a lot worse than JoJo Siwa. Mm-hmm. So I'll take it. And they're D R E A M ing. <laughs> big. <laughs> Crazy big. <laughs> it took me too long to <laughs> spell a word in my head. Hey, well, it's early. <laughs> when you've it's listened early. on repeat to JoJo yelling at you, D R E A M, then you mm. just. It's Cooper, just right there. Yeah, Cooper making me listen to that this morning, even earlier than right now, has, mm-hmm. was the only reason I knew what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's like an element of raising children that I don't think works. I could be very good at because you all seem to have to spell out a lot of things so you don't know what you're talking about. And that is just <laughs> like, well, we're not communicating either. <laughs> uh, I do remember that time before Charlie could spell. When we'd have to spell things, Uh and it would take me so long to, like, both spell the things and then also figure out what everyone else was spelling. (laughs) We can't do that anymore. We can't get away with that anymore. Um, Now, Cooper, we still can, except when Cooper hears us spell things, she reminds me of, in the stand, Tom Cullen thought everything was spelled (laughs) M-O-O-N. M-O-O-N, that spells, you know, coffee mug or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, like, that, Cooper does that with her name. We'll be spelling something so that she doesn't know what we're talking about. And she'll go, C-O-O-P-E-R. <laughs> I'm like, that's... That's Cooper. That's Cooper. 
that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Yeah, good job. You <laughs> spelled to be that? a part of the conversation. <laughs> just wanna, I just want to be talking. We're just, that's the conversation, right? We're just showing what we can spell. She's got one. Mm-hmm. Anything, any word you give her, she'll, I'll say, can you spell that? And she'll go, yes, C-O-O-P-E-R. <laughs> she also wow. sometimes will just create a random series of letters and say, what does that spell? It's like, ah. That's from Bluey. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> love Bluey. <laughs> Another thing I love. Uh, We're not talking about Bluey or Dancing with the Stars, though. Now, if you guys want to talk about Bluey, though. <laughs> I mean, uh, Bluey is well, great. What is, the, what is the about. horror content of Bluey? Because this is spooky month, so. Uh, mm. There is no horror. It is. Um, it makes Sydney cry. It makes me cry. <laughs> I don't know if that's. I don't know if it, I don't think it qualifies as a spooky it, show just because you cry at it. I mean, some, it is all sentient dogs. <laughs> okay, that well, could be me. scary in, yeah. in a certain context. Not like sentient, uh, uh, sorry, sentient's not the right word to use. Dogs are sentient creatures. <laughs> like, they walk on two feet and speak. Yes. That, it freaks me out a little bit. It's dog yeah, world. Yeah. Yes. The, it's, but I, I guess, like, it makes me meditate on the like the fleeting nature of like childhood and this period of my life. My God. And oh, okay. That's, well, that's sort of. No. I mean, it's, it's really. sentimental, no. but but sometimes in the middle of the night when I start thinking yeah. about it, it does become horror. <laughs> I'm gonna draw so. a line. I'm gonna draw a line here, and I don't like to do that with you with other people's content. But I'm gonna say that Bluey does not qualify <laughs> off as, the table as horror medium. <laughs> No, Bluey does not qualify. I love Bluey. I will never stop watching Bluey. But you know what does qualify? What? Hocus Pocus. That's right. Yes. Absolutely. That's where we're going. Yes. Um, Hocus Pocus it came out in 1993. So it, technically, it's it's not my youth. It came out seven whole years before I was born. Like a whole Charlie before I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it was all, one of those that was always on like the Disney Channel on Halloween when they do like the like movie marathons of like spooky movies. Or other movie channels, it was one of those that was just always on constantly. So I feel like I saw it so frequently when I was growing up that it just became like synonymous with Halloween. Yeah, it was the one movie from youth, other than like maybe a few of like the cartoons. It. I feel like I just for some reason and it. it so it came out in '93. Mm-hmm. So it should have been our generation. Yeah. But somehow it never took hold. Like, I watched it, mm-hmm. but it didn't. I, I feel like it was later that it became every, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it took well, a while for it to become this sort of, like, embedded part of Halloween culture. Yeah. Not just, like, a movie you watch, but it's part of the theme of right. the month, you know? I was reading that in a, in a, a, a piece about it, that it, it didn't have, like, massive box office success when it came out that it's over time with its consistent replays on like abc family and stuff that like it's has forced its way into our into everybody's brain yeah i i actually didn't know that until i was looking that up this morning to see like critical Mm -hmm. responses to it and i saw how low like the ratings of it are really like Rotten Tomatoes has like a 38 or something like that. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Which like, I don't put a ton of stock in that, but it was surprising to me that that's like the general consensus. And I guess it's just another one of those movies that like, I mean, I feel like we've talked about a few of them before that when it first came out, people were like, it, they didn't think it was bad. It was just like, eh, like not impressed. Well, and over time for kids is, was the thought yeah. like, this is for little kids. Why would Although, adults watch? I will say there are some parts of it that freaked me out a little bit 
too okay. much when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. This, so this this is what I was going to say. So this came out. I mean, I would have been ten, mm-hmm. so a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I don't. I probably did watch it around then. You know, within a few years mm-hmm. of that. I don't. We didn't go to the theater or anything. But like, I'm sure I watched it at some point. I don't remember it terrifying me. Rewatching it with my kids, though, these three witches want to kill kids and eat eat them suck yeah. out their life yeah. force yes suck their life force out yeah. of them to stay young forever like they're three witches on a quest to kill children well, specifically children <laughs> it's and, a terrifying oh. premise yeah <laughs> and they succeed in like the first like yes. 15 minutes of the movie yeah. there is a child that dies <laughs> yes they kill a child who like the i guess spoilers who like the big the big happy ending is that also her brother then finally can die and be with her in death because her brother (laughs) has been a cat right all these years all these years they made him a cat well and then we go straight from okay now this this kid is dead to now we're going to show a very very visceral hanging of three witches (laughs) yep which which is also like that was hard for me too because i was watching and i was thinking when I see this image, like as a historical reference, right. what I think is, oh, those horrible, ignorant villagers killing women, you know, and like this is uh, like I think misogyny and I think our awful hit, like that's what that's what that communicates to me. But in this case, like, oh, no, they were killing children like yeah. they ex- they definitely were killing kids. <laughs> so, well. I don't know whose side I'm on I, now because well, it's it's set in Salem and I'm obviously Salem witch trials where lots of innocent people were were mm-hmm. murdered. So yeah, it yes. is, the framing is very is is interesting <laughs> in respect. <laughs> Cuz it's like, I mean, typically I'm on the side of the witches here, but well, they did kill a, kill a child they in that last scene. <laughs> and also transmogrified another one or something. He's a cat now. He's if all now. they did was turn kids into cats, maybe you could forgive them. <laughs> what? But, mm. <laughs> into immortal cats okay think about that they get well okay there's a question for you you can be (laughs) immortal but you have to be a cat sure what wait but could i be mortal but just stay a human yeah yeah these are your options you have to stay mortal but you can be a human or you get immortality but you you're a cat i think i'd stay a people well mike am i a cat that can talk because because uh, yeah, Binks we'll play talk. by Hocus Pocus yeah, rules. Okay. You're a cat that can talk. He talks. Yeah, yeah that's all right. Yeah, I'd be I'd be the immortal cat. I just need to be able to ask <laughs> ask somebody to like put on that show I want to watch, and then uh, I'm I'm good. Charlie Cooper, I know this looks like a cat. This it is, is your mom. <laughs> I need you to trust me. <laughs> it's also it's okay. So here, get, quick synopsis. So three witches, we've already yes. said, three witches want to kill kids to stay young forever. Yeah, because they've been brought back from like their long death slumber. Four, whatever, 500 years, whatever Many hundred been. years. Yeah. They get brought back by Max, who mm-hmm. goes to this old, a, a teen boy, mm-hmm. goes to this old house where they used to live, lights the, the black flame, flame candle. Classic teen shenanigans. Right, he knows yeah. he's not supposed to do this. He's toying with forces he doesn't understand, but he's trying to be cool and impress this girl he likes, yeah. so he does it. Because it's like a, like a like an urban legend type yes. thing. That this house, like the Sanders and sisters and all that stuff. And his poor little sister is along for the ride. Right. Uh, so he lights the candle. They come back from the dead, and they're again up to their old shenanigans trying to eat kids. Trying to take their souls. Yeah, and they have um, one night to eat 
a lot of kids so that they can <laughs> live forever. And of course, it's I on love, Halloween. I should clarify. We keep saying they eat the kids. They don't actually ingest their physical body. No, <laughs> they don't. There is no scene of them like chewing on a foot or something. I, just, I feel like eat is just a good way to say like they consume their being. And they do, yes. they they casually talk about eating kids. I, I mean, like, yeah. they meet it in the sense of their life force, but, you know. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. But yeah, they sort of like, if you, like the soul is represent, their life force is like a vapor and they just sort of like stand in front of the kid and suck the vapor away from them. Yeah. <laughs> they have to drink a magic potion first, though, yes. the kid, to make your life force. Suckable. Edible. <laughs> edible extractable yes <laughs> it's like a solvent it's a solvent uh, okay. you know to yeah. make it yeah <laughs> like marinating you know it's got to get it all permeate you your membranes them. yeah release your juices exactly. uh, <laughs> i don't like any of this no way no, i didn't like that oh sorry about that but that but there is this immortal cat that's part of the plot because he's the also there. turn this cat turn this boy into a cat but it could never die so then the cat's along for the ride and is like i'm gonna help you because i'm what else am i gonna do i'm a mortal cat i'm a mortal cat and the cat gets uh smashed by a car and then like they're all sad because they don't know that he's immortal yet mm-hmm. the other kids and they're like uh, and they're looking at this i mean flat yeah yeah cat that was upsetting upsettingly flat yeah <laughs> And then you watch the cat sort of reinflate. <laughs> <laughs> Both Charlie and Cooper are sitting there like, <gasps> and as they watch this, I could see like, I'm supposed to be happy, but I'm so upset yeah. by all of it. But I'm happy he's not dead, but I'm so upset. <laughs> that, that was one of those visuals that definitely stuck with me from childhood. Just that flat cat. Just the, the camera just feels the need to like linger on like a, like a hereditary moment. I'm just look at this dead cat. Yeah, it really is a weird. It it reminded me of you know in um uh uh what's the movie with Brad Pitt uh, Joe Black? Oh, when he gets hit by the car. Yeah, have you, but then he Riley keeps getting hit by a car. <laughs> we have to show you this scene. <laughs> Because it's supposed to be this really awful, sad, tragic moment where this character played by Brad Pitt gets gets killed by, you know, a car in the street. Uh Um, But it's so ridiculous that it looks like it's played for laughs. This felt like that to me because it's like, this is so sad. The cat's dead. But why do we have to keep looking at how flat it is? Because that's not sad. That's like it looks funny and that's not funny. I don't know. (laughs) Also, I feel like there could have been a much more magical way for him to reanimate. Instead of just like, like, (laughs) I feel like there could have been like some like mystical music and like some like swirling around of like light and sparkles, and then like, oh, look, he's back. What uh, what Charlie always says, like, oh, this is a slow rise squishy. I like slow rise squishies, which is exactly what he is. It's like a YouTube thing. Yeah, like, (laughs) is this a fast rise or a slow rise squishy? Oh no, (laughs) kind of proper terminology. Um, but other than the cat, <laughs> uh, the I I felt like that it, it it was a movie that maybe at the time in the '90s you would have thought was for kids because in the '90s, quote unquote, for kids meant something a little different. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. than what it means now. I mean, I don't know because like a, we. Uh, so there's also the plot point where the witches think that they've met Satan and they're 
hailing Satan and like talking about how oh, awesome man. hell is. <laughs> Love it. That, <laughs> I distinctly remember the first time I rewatched this and realized that was what was happening. <laughs> like I remember being little and being so confused. I'm like, why the why are devil? they hanging out with this guy? And why do they like? Why did they want him to be the real devil? And why are they hanging out with him? And why do they like him so much? Like I, I and then I remember being slightly older and watching it again. Like oh, right, okay, Satan, the <laughs> devil, got it, witches, okay. <laughs> like the first time I put I, it together, and it's just, I mean. Again, if you haven't seen it, it's just this guy who's wearing a devil costume. Mm-hmm. A bad devil. A I bad mean, it's devil not costume. even like a really great one. Yeah. And they meet him and, of course, think he's the real thing and, you know, start praising him. And Sarah starts dancing with him. And, <laughs> and then his wife gets mad. His wife gets whole mad. Thing. Sarah, a bunch of bars at Sarah Jessica Parker, who's entire. Yes. They also, who's the other plot point where it's just like, oh, Sarah, she's just horny all the time. That's, that's yep. her characterization yeah. in this kid's movie. She wants to mooch everybody. <laughs> Yeah, really horny witch, you know, <laughs> like you have in a kids movie. This is super well, horny I mean, witch. Speaking of in a kids movie, if they could say virgin, maybe a tenth less, right? <laughs> yeah, or something, just a few times, take the word virgin out a few times because not enough times for your kids to say what does that mean? And like for me to sort of like kind of. I don't want to talk about this whole concept because it's so, I mean, it's not, I'm honest with my kids. I've said that on the show before. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm very honest. I mean, I'm not going to, we're not going to have a birds and the bees talk when Cooper's three, but like Charlie has started to ask me about bodies and stuff. And I'm always very honest. We use the right words for everything, but the whole concept of virgin and everything is so entangled with all this societal cultural grossness Mm -hmm. that like, that's a big thing. That's a big convo Mm -hmm. and we'll have it. Yeah. But she's seven. Yeah. So every time they looked at me and said, but wait, what is a virgin? It was like, I don't want to. How do I even in the context of hocus pocus? Yeah. (laughs) It's not fair. Hocus pocus. I'm not ready for that talk. Well, and it's it's like a there's there's the punchline of the, the young teenage boy being a virgin a lot. And then there's also the fun punchline about like the young teenage girl's chest at some point where it's like this is just a funny yes. conversation about mm-hmm. <laughs> he likes your but i don't like any but, of these words that you're about to say i don't remember what he I what, forget. i'm trying to remember what the little sister calls him bezos no bezos <laughs> <laughs> yeah <Ew>! yabos, <laughs> yabos. <laughs> but ew <laughs> i'm just thinking of two jeffs ew <laughs> oh no don't make me hate my breasts. (laughs) I'm going to think if I have to think of them as Bezos, not Bezos, they fed my children. Ah, I'm sorry. Oh, that was the worst. (laughs) Okay. We have to, we have to take a break. (laughs) I'm going to go and not come back. I I can't come back anymore. Um, Let's check the group message. Oof. Uh, so, <laughs> we, um, you know, a lot of stuff has changed recently. There's been a lot of a lot of uh, shifting shifting sands of time in the recent the recent going on two years. And one thing that I've learned is it's nice to be comfortable, and you want to be comfortable everywhere. You shouldn't just wait until the end of a long work day to get to take off 
your uncomfortable work clothes and finally feel free and relaxed. You should feel that comfort all day long, whether you're working from home or out in the world. Uh, Beta Brands dress pant yoga pants can keep you comfortable, make you feel like you're wearing yoga pants, even though they are, in fact, dress pants. So you look professional. They're made of wrinkle-resistant stretch knit fabric. So no matter what you're doing, no matter what your job entails, um, how active you are or not active, you're going to look great in these pants and you're going to feel great uh, while you're wearing them. They go great from like work time to after work hours, whether you're going out or or hanging out with your kids and your family, whatever you've got going on, these pants that can carry through the whole day. And they have so many different styles. They've got straight leg. They've got skinny. They got joggers. The kids love joggers. I'm wearing some right now. I am too. Wow. Everybody loves joggers. Uh, and a huge variety of colors and patterns from classic black to houndstooth or stripes, whatever whatever you got. Um, I got to tell you, the the Beta brand, the original black dressed pant yoga pants that they came out with years and years ago became a staple of my wardrobe and have remained so as they've updated them and changed them. I've bought new colors and patterns and I love them. They are my go-to work pants and have been for a long time and uh, I can't recommend them enough. So Taylor, if our listeners want to check out Beta Brand Dress Pant Yoga Pants, what should they do? Well, right now, our listeners can get 30% off their Beta Brand orders when you go to betabrand.com slash buffering. That's B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D dot com slash buffering for 30% off your order for a limited time. And when you use our special URL, you're supporting our show too. Find out why people are ditching typical work pants for Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants at betabrand.com slash buffering for 30% off. So it is finally fall, autumn, arguably the best time of the year, my favorite time of year. And one of my favorite things to do in the fall season is eat some cozy good foods. That's just one of the best parts of fall. Um, But fall also means school has gotten very busy and I have midterms, and I have exams, and I have essays, which means I don't have time to spend on meal prepping and grocery shopping, chopping up all the ingredients, figuring out good recipes, trying to find something I can make that's not going to take a super long time. I don't always have time for that, so I don't get to enjoy some of my favorite parts of fall, but that's why I use HelloFresh, because HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need to customize your meals, they do all the meal prepping for you. They chop up all the ingredients for you. They only give you what you need. So you don't have anything extra to, you know, that you got to figure out where to put. Like when you find a recipe online and you're like, well, I only needed a tablespoon of this. What do I do with the rest of it? HelloFresh, you don't have to worry about that. They only give you what you need. Um, and give you all that time back so you can focus on getting back into a routine and spending quality time with your family, with your friends, with yourself. Um You can customize your order on the app within minutes, depending on, you know, what you want, what you're looking for. You can change your delivery day, your food preferences, your plan size, or skip a week whenever you need. Um, And they're not just for meals. Their marketplace features a variety of snacks. One of my favorites is this fall's pumpkin cinnamon rolls. Delicious Mm. and perfect for a cozy season. Um, I know I'm not someone who I consider to be a good cook at all. Uh, I am decent at making, like, ramen. That's about it. Uh, And I don't have the time or skills to put into necessarily learning how to do all that on my own. So that's why I use HelloFresh, because it gives me all the tools I need uh, to be able to easily and pretty quickly make a meal um, that normally I would not be able to put together or make myself. 
So, Tay, if our listeners want to check out HelloFresh, what should they do? Well, they should go to HelloFresh.com slash StillBuffering14 and use code StillBuffering14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash StillBuffering14 and code StillBuffering14 for up to 14 free meals. So, Tay, you mentioned that... Bezos. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, you were supposed done. to go away while we were gone. You mentioned Bezos. No. I can't with that. I want to talk about talk Sarah Jessica about Parker, yes. who plays yeah. the horny witch. She's so beautiful uh, in this. She's she so is. beautiful. That's what I was going to say. That is one thing I do remember very clearly from watching it when I was younger is it, she became like this, like, I remember seeing her and thinking, that is beauty. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to look like that purple witch as my children now say like purple i witch. like the purple witch yeah uh, i want to look like that beautiful purple witch someday if i could just look like her <laughs> um i that is one thing that i always remembered about when people would bring up the movie like man sarah jessica parker is gorgeous in that yeah. movie i love the costuming when she is flying on that broomstick singing the song to the kids to lure them in so she can eat them <laughs> yeah that was cooper watched that scene and was like play that again i gotta watch <laughs> that on repeat yeah and just kept watching because it was like that is i need to be that i want to be i want to be that beautiful purple witch on that broomstick luring children to their doom i need that is me cooper saw like herself, herself. on screen <laughs> I, I do appreciate that uh a few years ago pre-pandemic that we did a, a shadow cast pr- like performance i guess of hocus pocus at our, our local theaters like they played the movie and we dressed up and i was sarah um and cooper since i've shown her pictures of this because she has grown to love the purple witch mm-hmm. so I've, she's seen pictures of me as the purple witch and every time she asks for pictures because she loves to ask for pictures every time she sees one she will immediately say can you sing that song <laughs> that she sings to get the kids and i'm like i don't actually i don't actually know that I don't actually know the song. I don't think I don't think I could sing it for you. And she always looks at me like, "What? That? Why? You were her. Like, why would you not know that song?" And I have to explain, like, "Okay, well, yeah, but like, I'm not Sarah Jessica Parker." (laughs) (laughs) uh, Charlie's dance class is actually learning, uh, like, a modern dance number to that song. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what. Because she started singing it, and I was like, "How did you memorize that song that fast?" She was like, "Oh, we listened to it in dance class." And I was like, oh, "You listened to that in dance class?" She's like, "Yeah, we're learning a number to it. I'm like, a oh, number, a number. Wow. We're gonna do a little number, a modern number." If they're gonna do a song from it, I figured they'd do a uh, "I Put a Spell on You." Yeah, that's a bob. That, that goes pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that whole number where they're performing. Bet I mean, I mean, it's Bet Midler. Bet Midler. Yeah. <laughs> So so many so many drag queens are getting into their Sanderson sisters best this holiday season and performing that number. Yeah, this is what I was talking to Sydney about before we started. That it reminded rewatching it again because it had been a while since I'd rewatched it. I was reminded of when I was watching the Schitt's Creek special they did, like after the show was ending and they were like interviewing fans and stuff. And they were interviewing um, some drag queens and some other like queer people that were at this like gay bar, I think, um, for a Moira Rose night. And they were all saying that Moira Rose is a female character that is like not a queer character, mm-hmm. but is very iconic to the queer community, like mm-hmm. just for who she is. And that is how I feel about Hocus Pocus is like they're not it, queer characters, but it feels like it is iconic in the queer community. 
it i i think we've talked about this on the show before stuff that like isn't canonically in any there is no character in it that's queer there's mm-hmm. no like men, there's no mention of that right no. like they're the only like romantic entanglements we have are heterosexual yeah so like there is no mention but i do feel like it belongs to us <laughs> I don't know why though. Tis ours. <laughs> well, I mean, it's very campy. It's you know, yeah. it's it's Halloween, and that is Christmas for for the gay community. Mm-hmm. And the the three witches are basically drag queens. I mean, just for how like their personalities are, and like just how overblown the design is. I feel like mm-hmm. that's like not obviously not canonically, but I think that there's a lot of touch points, and of course, <laughs> of course, that's yeah. who this movie was going to be adopted by. Maybe that's why it's become popular, like, I I don't want to say, like, became popular recently, but, like, in the past several, like, decade, like, decade, several years, whatever, is maybe it just, like, became recognized as, like, oh, this is, this is for us, this is is ours. And, like, maybe we, people couldn't think that or claim it that way when it came out in 93. So, like, you know, as people started watching it, rewatching it, it's like, hold on, (laughs) now I can now it's for us yeah it was it was everybody it was it was young gays watching it on abc family growing yeah. up <laughs> i don't know what's happening here but i know it's it's right <laughs> i like that but the, i know i like it. i like the tiktok trend where people comment and say i think something lgbtq plus is happening to me right now and like they, they like watch someone or something that they like feel attracted to that is how i felt like watching that movie growing up like yeah. constantly like i feel like something lgbtq is happening to me right now but say- i don't know what I don't think I, my memories are not wanting to be Sarah Jessica Parker on that. Yeah. It was just more like, I don't, I like this lady a lot. She's really pretty. It's a it, real pretty lady. It is, it is funny watching it Absolutely and thinking in retrospect. Yes. <laughs> it is funny watching it and thinking like in retrospect, I don't ever remember thinking this Max kid was like the heartthrob. No. Where he is supposed to be like, that's the, you know, yeah. that's the, the, teen boy that they're hoping all the kids are watching and going oh he's so dreamy and i don't remember that <laughs> no not that he's not dreamy i'm certain he's very dreamy i f- i feel like my my confusing like i like these characters was like well i like the witch that wants to eat kids i also think this cat is attractive and i don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs> you thought the cat was attractive it's a very noble cat it, uh, you know <laughs> Kind of in the same way that like Casper is attractive, but even before he's revealed to be Devin Sawa. All right, look, Disney movies put a lot of weird thoughts into kids' heads. <laughs> These are the two gender expressions I'm attracted to: witch that wants to eat my soul and cat boy. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't say anything because right. I will, I will contend that one of the most attractive characters on screen in film or TV I or whatever. I know exactly what you're going to say. Gonna is say. Robin Hood yes. Fox. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not, not, was it Kevin Costner that played him in that? No. no. The Fox. The cartoon the Fox. Fox. I knew that's no. exactly yeah. what it, it you were was, going It was someone truly British, right? Mm-hmm. Like truly British. Yeah. I mean, just like that accent. <laughs> the whole thing. Man, I love that Fox. Um... I've never thought about the cat in that way. No, I've never had any um, sort of sexual feelings for the cat. Oh no, I, don't, I mean I it's don't. a good character. <laughs> I don't know about sexual. It's just like I like this. This is the this is the one I like. Okay. Okay. All right. 
Uh, no, I do remember um, being very creeped out by. Is Billy the name of yes. the boyfriend? Oh, I love the Billy. Zombie. He he freaked guy. me. Well, the mouth thing freaked me yeah. out as a kid. I remember finding that very like viscerally upsetting. Like, please, someone fix his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> please, somebody help this guy with his mouth situation. It's bothering me. Um, that was another one that really threw Cooper because she was like, "Who is that guy?" And I was like, he's sort of like the boyfriend of the witches. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> and that's why he's helping them. And she was like, okay, okay. And then later when it's like, no, he's not helping them. He turns on them and he, he doesn't like them. She was like, well, wait, that's their boyfriend. What's he doing? And I was like, <laughs> breaking up with them. <laughs> I don't know. Well, <laughs> I was he's mad. It, another one of the scenes that was a little, a little, surprising because it felt fine in like a horror context but maybe not a kid's context is when he's coming out from the sewer drain and the car runs over his chops all of his fingers off yes, yes. I, and also when he when he cuts his mouth open that's been sewn shut oh. like these are not moments that you like i'm fine with them but i have to like oh i'm not watching a horror movie <laughs> i'm watching a kid's movie <laughs> It's intense. I find the book very upsetting. Uh, Charlie was particularly creeped out by the book yeah. with the eyeball like that. She, every time it would come on screen, she'd cover her eyes. It Charlie bailed. I should clarify. We started it. Sense. I thought it was a kid's movie. <laughs> that was my memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie bailed pretty quickly. Cooper adored it and yeah. was not up, upset or scared and has had no nightmares. I don't think Charlie will watch it again until she's much older. <laughs> yeah. No, those moments with Billy were ones that upset me rewatching it. But again, not because it's exactly like you said. It's not because I've never seen anything like that in a horror movie. It's because I was not in that mindset. And then I remembered, like, I watched that when I was like eight. When yeah. I was Charlie's age, I was watching that. It's. it's I know really, I had to have had nightmares. Well, about that. and then it's like it's a whole other level when you think about again. So the the happy ending. So they beat the witches, mm-hmm. which is great. <laughs> They defeat the witches. The, the kids so, don't get eaten. So the kids don't get eaten. Um, and the because they have defeated the witches, the cat gets to turn back into boy. Yes. But dead. Yeah, not yeah. a live boy. Yes. Because the boy is from like the 1500s. Yeah. Yes. Zachary Binks. Mm-hmm. Thackeray. Right. Thackeray. Yeah. Yes. Binks. Not Zachary. Thackeray. Anyway, so Thackeray Binks turns back into ghost boy. And then Ghost Boy and his ghost sister are reunited and go to heaven together. <laughs> yeah. Which is, again, pretty wild. And a kid's going to be like, goodbye. Bye. Go, have fun in heaven. Well, and if they've like, already. Thank you so much. And they're like, bye. If they've already acknowledged like the existence and presence of Satan. Yeah. I know. It's, it's just not true. that far of a jump. <laughs> they're little kids. <laughs> I, I just feel like you don't see that in kids' movies these days. Yeah. <laughs> After all, the, the witches are are turned to dust by the rising sun, which isn't isn't very, very violent because they turn into big poofs of glitter, which I really enjoyed in their designated yeah. color. <laughs> Does Billy just, like, climb back into his grave? He goes back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, goes back. Why doesn't he get to ascend? <laughs> He just wants to take a nap. <laughs> Why don't we get to discuss that? Like, the two kids are going, I mean, it, they're walking through a gate and there's sunlight. Like, the, the movies tell me that's heaven. That's what, that's what they're, the movie's trying to communicate to me. 
Billy does what Billy does. Is he in purgatory? I or? don't know. I think just the ground. He's in just nap. the ground. <laughs> that's that's you can go to heaven. You can go to hell. You can nap. That's I know where yeah. I'm going. <laughs> just the ground. It's the ground. It's a big nap. It's a big nap. Again, intense themes. Yeah. Uh, for for a kids movie, because I mean, especially like it, and I'm, maybe this would depend. I when we were growing up, watching two kids go to heaven. I feel like heaven like I under, I am sure I understood the visual. I am sure I understood what was happening when I watched that. Uh, if you are a family that doesn't perhaps you know go to any sorts of religious service, that is a confusing moment. That maybe you want to look at your mom and go. Where are they going? Did Cooper ask where mm-hmm. are they going? Yeah. Did I'm you like, just say the sky? <laughs> I was like, just to go play together because their brother and sister are back together. <laughs> I mean, I guess you're not lying. You know. isn't, isn't playing with your sibling fun? You should go play with yours. <laughs> Let's stop talking about this. <laughs> well, oh, man. Yeah. But I mean, overall, I feel like it has become one of those movies that is just on everyone's like, oh, it's fall. Here's mm-hmm. my list of movies I got to watch. That is one of them. And I yeah. definitely feel like it has become more of a film for, I, I don't want to say for adults, but definitely more consumed by adults than a kid's movie. Probably because of all like the scary earth stuff and more mm-hmm. adult stuff, but also just because I think like, I don't know, it, you enjoy stuff like Bette Midler singing I Put a Spell right. on You way more when you're an adult and can appreciate that than when you're mm-hmm. a kid. Well, I, I appreciate the whole joke about all the parents at the party all yeah. night. That, that <laughs> whole very gag good. works better now that yeah. I'm a grown-up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that there are, you know, a lot of Halloween movies are are always horror movies. And I think this feels a good void of, like, not every, even adults, they don't, you don't want to watch a scary movie, you just want to watch something that's seasonal. And there aren't mm-hmm. that many that I feel like hit that spot of like, it's not just a, a kid's movie. Like it's got thank, jokes that adults can laugh at. It's got some adult humor. It's not so offensive that kids can't watch it with you. But it fills that void of like, if you don't want to watch something disturbing and dark or scary, but you want to watch something that puts you in the Halloween mood, it's perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is exactly like one of those things I can watch and go to bed after yeah. and mm-hmm. be okay, um, but not have to like avoid Halloween stuff. You're right. There's not very much. I mean, I was thinking like we talked about Nightmare Before Christmas before. That's one of the only other ones I can think of that like is enjoyable, I think, to both adults and kids and fills that Halloween void without being, you know, a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Fills that space. And it, it has that really funny bus joke. <laughs> when she looks at the bus driver and says, we desire children. Oh, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a pretty good gag. That's a good one. I still think that's funny. <laughs> I think it's funny that he's like, okay, okay. I'll, I'll have children with you. <laughs> I'm fine with that. We just met. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, so that's a big commitment that that bus driver's ready for. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then like the right after that, there's the when they go when they go into Satan's house, the little the little girl witches that are dressed up as the Sanderson sisters just happen to steal their brooms and they go wee and fly off. And you just don't <laughs> yeah. don't check back in with them. Yeah, do we ever see them again? No, those kids just have brooms no. now. They fly. <laughs> They're up in the sky. No. That's wild. Dude, I didn't that. think about that. Well, 
It's a it's a good movie. A good I always movie. enjoy a rewatch. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, there's a fair bit of it that was shot in Salem. Some some of the establishing sh- shots because when I was down in Salem, they like point out like that's where the parents danced. <laughs> that was, that was the front. <laughs> that's cool. They shot some that of it on like cool. yeah, like some of the a lot of it was shot in Marblehead too, which is right outside of it. But it's cool to see like actual Salem in some shots. Yeah. you know, there's also Burbank studio shots, but yeah. Well, wow. thank you all for rewatching it with me. It definitely put me in that Halloween mood Absolutely. now that we're halfway through this month. Spook. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. If if anyone has not watched Hocus Pocus, I don't know, just like do, go do that. Yeah. It's great. Fun for most ages. <laughs> Be prepared to explain what a virgin is to anyone who might not know. <laughs> and and heaven and hell and what's yeah. in between, I guess. <laughs> Sky playground and ground and ground. <laughs> Just big nap. Big nap. All right. <laughs> What's next? Uh, so I want to talk about to continue um, our spooky month. Um, are you afraid of the dark? Woohoo. Ooh. I don't know how we haven't talked about this yet, but we haven't. And I guess they had some new stuff that came out in 2019. I don't even know how I missed this. Yeah. Nick teen Nick or something. There's like a, I bet that's an app. Mm-hmm. I bet that's a streaming service. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're the great old episodes you can check out. Awesome. But uh, thank you both. It's been fun. Thank you, listeners. Uh, you should go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the great podcasts there. Uh, the Block Party continues. It's a great time to check out a new show, try something different, and share a show with a friend. Um, you can tweet at us at StillBuff. You can email us at StillBuffering.MaximumFun.org. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Your Mind. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And, and I, I am two. I'm going to go learn that witch song. Yeah. You're really letting my children down. <laughs> <laughs> Please learn that song about stealing children's souls to sing to the young children. For your children, yes. My children love it. Yeah. Hey there, I'm Ellen Weatherford. And I'm Christian Weatherford. And we've got big feelings about animals that we just gotta share. On Just the Zoo of Us, your new favorite animal review podcast, we're here to critically evaluate how each animal excels and how it doesn't, rating them out of 10 on their effectiveness, ingenuity, and aesthetics. Guest experts give you their takes informed by actual, real-life experiences studying and working with very cool animals like sharks, cheetahs, and sea turtles. It's a field trip to the zoo for your ears. So if you or your kids have ever wondered if a pigeon can count, why sloths move so slow, or how a spider sees the world, find out with us every Wednesday on Just the Zoo of Us, which can now be found in its natural habitat on MaximumFun.org. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.